York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Chipson with 14. And Emmanuel quickly actually had a nice game with 18.5 rebounds on the night. But um the Knicks struggled to score, to shoot three, to get rebounds. Even though we all uh, we, we gave them a little bit more offensive. We, we out-rebounded by two ultimately. But it seemed like, of course, when when it comes to end of game situations and we need to get those free throws to make a comeback, we need to get the big rebound to, to pick a push. The Knicks once again didn't do it. So, you know, we end up losing this game. I'm going to talk about the game. But um, before I talk about it, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. We are on our way to 10K subscribers. And I hope, you know, you join the KOT family. All right? All right. Also, shout out to FUBU TV. If you want to watch the Knicks for free on MSG for seven days, go to FUBUTV.com/kot, and you can watch the Knicks for free. You can watch other sports channels. You can watch, watch Prince, Martin, whatever cable you want. You can record. And also, there is no contract. You can quit whatever you want to. So, shout out to FUBU TV for working with the KOT show. All right. All right. Now let me introduce you to my guy. All right, shout out to the man, the legend, the guy, the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Another tough loss by the Knicks, and yeah, we're gonna get into it in just a few. Yeah, we'll get into it. And I'm gonna say this: when I look at this game, uh. They looked very checked out, lackadaisical. They looked like they looked very disinterested from the very start. Um, and we haven't really seen performances like this from the Knicks all season. So watching it had me believe that they were tired. And I started to think did the the minutes that those guys were playing over the course of the season was starting to to wear on the team and because usually what happens you know you'll say all right the knicks are playing bad defensively and that's why we lost um wizards hit 10 threes like in the first half but when i was looking at the the types of threes they were taking um a, 
I don't think they were, they were a lot of contested threes. So I, I, maybe they could close out a little bit harder, but I was looking at it. I didn't really, I didn't look at it and go, dang, the Knicks aren't, you know, in the right spots defensively. They're not closing out defensively, but maybe they could have had a little bit more oomph or more spirit defensively. And then to contrast that, when I looked on the offensive side of the ball, uh, outside of maybe Grimes and Brunson, they looked kind of like disinterested. Mostly Julius Randle and RJ Barrett. They looked like they were moving in slow motion. Um, they looked like they were like trying to go through practice in the backyard. They just didn't look energetic. And I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, is that like a wear and tear thing? Or is it an emotional hangover from the Raptors thing or what's going on? I don't know. What do you think of what I just said? Well, yeah, the Knicks did come out looking lethargic. I mean, that could be attributed to a lot of things. You know, you have to remember in that Raptors game, they went into overtime. And then on top of that, like we had Barrett playing almost 50 minutes. We had a lot of guys over, played over 40 minutes in the starting lineup. So it could, it could be fatigue. It might be fatigue, especially seeing how they're just stretching out the starting lineup and not really relying on the bench much this season. You know, it could be a number of reasons as to why they came out lethargic, but I think this game highlighted the Knicks' need for a wing because Kyle Kuzma went off tonight and literally no one could stop Kyle Kuzma. It was like anybody who, who was on Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma was just bigger than them, and he just shot over them, and he was knocking in his shots. So it definitely highlights the need for the Knicks to get a wing. But besides that, like KP, like you said, he had his revenge game. He came out, hit two straight three-pointers and set the tone for the Wizards. And the Wizards led the whole game. I think they I think they, they set a stat on the um, broadcast tonight saying that when the Knicks are down at the half, they're 1-13. Yeah. So, so it's like when the Knicks are down at the half, they're not really a comeback team. Like once they're down, they're down. So... But yeah, the Wizards just set the tone early. I agree. Like, I do think the Knicks were running out to the three-point shooters, but I do feel like they were kind of late on a mm. lot of the con- uh, on a lot of the contests as well. So, I mean, you combine that with the fact that the Wizards were shooting lights out from three. Knicks only shot seven of twenty-six from three. Randall was cold. RJ Barrett had twenty-one points, but he, but I mean, if you watch RJ Barrett in the game, like he wasn't really effective as well. You know, like the only guy who was really like <laughs> Quote unquote effective was like Brunson. Quickly's yeah. points off the bench was effective as well. You know, Grimes had a few effective moments as well. But besides that, like the team just looked lethar- lethargic and it just couldn't get back into the game. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, a lot of those KP3s, I'm like, dog, he was 20 feet behind the three point line. He was closing out, but he's seven feet tall and he was hitting them. So it was like, what do you, what do, you do? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like, what do you do? And even though, like even, even the Kuzma thinks Kuzma is six ten, so I definitely think we need a wing. But you know, it's one of those things where how many six ten wings are there to combat to to combat like a Kuzma when he's on like that? There's not really that many, you know what I mean? So it, it, we, I feel like we do need a wing off the bench for sure, but. I'm not sure like when a guy like that is is on, what do you do you really do? 
So it, it was a rough one for for me when I'm looking at the game. I'm just looking at the fact like that we have to hit shots, dog. At some point, we're 25th in the league in three point shooting percentage, um, and it's really showed today. Jalen, like you said earlier, Jalen Brunson was going off, but really to contend with this team, we just need to make freaking threes. When we and it's not like the threes we took were some crazy step back, hand in your face threes, wide open, wide open, right? Wide open three pointers. RJ over four, Randall over five. <laughs> Jalen Brunson, you know, Jalen Brunson does his thing. Um, Quentin Grimes actually hit it two, three for seven. Uh, quickly two for six. A McBride for one. We shot 26% from three. The three point shooting, once again, just continues to kill us. And at the end, at the end of the day, when one team is shooting threes and the other team isn't, um, you have to find other ways to muck up the game. Um, we tried to do it a little bit late and get some offensive rebounds, but we couldn't finish when we did it. Um, Mitch was out in the first quarter from a thumb injury, and that's usually the guy who's going to muck it up for you, get those offensive rebounds. We missed him. Um, it it just, just wasn't our night, man. It just wasn't our night. And there's a couple of things I would do want to get into a little bit of detail about that I liked, but uh, I'm not super pissed because it just looks like we're tired, but... At the same time, I still feel like we could have did some other things to litigate that. But before I even get into that, I'm going to let you respond to whatever I just said. Yeah. um, I pretty much don't really have much to say to that. I mean, besides, like, like, yeah, because, I mean, I do want to point out one thing. I don't know if it's something that you're going to point out later on in the show. Mm -hmm. But I do like the fact that, you know, and, and... I kind of hate the fact that it has to take somebody going down with an injury for Thibs to really switch up his rotations a bit. But I do like the fact that he played Sims. And it seems like even Thibs realized that Sims is more effective than Hardenstein. And Sims ended up, ended up playing more minutes than Hardenstein, even though he hasn't played in, like, forever. So, <laughs> Man, Hart, listen, Sims, I keep telling you, I know people are pissed at Tibbs and you have your right to be pissed at Tibbs. But the fact that Sims, that Hardenstein is playing over Sims is strictly a political situation. Tibbs sees it. Tibbs sees that Sims is, is, is better than Hartenstein, but we promised Hartenstein a role. So he's going to get the first crack at it. And by after this year, I'm telling you, dog, he's either going to be traded by the deadline or sat next season for Sims to play unless we get some other center in here to to uh to uh take up those backup minutes. But um I let me get to some other things though. Like here's the thing, man. These are the type of games where where uh if Lee was here, he'd probably like curse and say fire Tibbs and things yeah. of that nature. <laughs> And not that I want to fire Tibbs this this year, but it's because of games like this, right? Where you see a team doesn't have it, and you see an ISO heavy type of 
game being played and you're looking at you're looking at the squad and you're going okay quentin grimes five or ten from the field 50 percent three or seven from three 42 percent man wouldn't it be nice to get that guy uh more involved wouldn't it be nice to have more plays run where quentin grimes have him run over a screen or two have him get like like last uh first season reggie bullock touches like wouldn't that be nice like <laughs> like it, it, it's one of those days when you're looking at who's hitting shots and who's not and going damn tibbs instead of just going iso maybe call a timeout and we'll switch up a situation you're looking at randall he's playing horrible for most of the night and you're like man randall doesn't have it wouldn't it be nice to try ob Toppin a little bit more today or maybe if you're not even convinced that ob Toppin is playing today wouldn't it be nice to go small today and go with like a quickly i don't know a quickly and grimes line up at the same time since those those got since those guys are actually hitting shots and we've been having problems hitting threes so like these are the moments where the offense stalls the 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 starting five looks lethargic and tibbs is looking around and you're like hey tibbs it's time to shake it up it's time to switch things up um and this is why a lot of people are pissed um what do you say to that yeah i mean that is one issue. I mean, we pretty much seen it all season, you know, Thibs and his heavy isolation offense. Of course, it looks great when Brunson is going off. Of course, it looks great when Randall is going off because you have guys that are scoring for you. And then, you know, at times when they're running isolation, you know, if a double team comes, whatever the case may be, you know, they are they're smart enough to make the right pass so that Knicks can get an open shot out of it. But then you have games like this where Randall is off. You know, only Brunson is really scoring. You know, when Grimes get the ball and he's shooting open shots, he's knocking them down. When Quickly has the ball in his hands, he's getting he's he's knocking down his shots. Right. You know, so it's like, and and, and this is something we've always complained about. Like, I would like for Dibs to incorporate more movement into the offense. You know, more passing. You know, encourage more passing, because games like this where the isolation players don't have it. That's when the offense is going to truthfully suffer. So, you know, this is where, you know, you look at Thibs and you're like, you wish that he was a bit more flexible in his offensive schemes. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's not the case. And when, the, and, when, and when the main guys are off, this is the result. And L. This is definitely the result. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But you, I'm like, you look at Brunson, he had 32 points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals. Um, I saw a lot of people saying he, I would, they wish that he had more assists. Um, the only one who was actually hitting shots was Grimes. <laughs> so it was like, this is one of those games where I do want Brunson to move the ball more in general, but the way the Knicks was shooting and that first using it was shooting in general, um, it would have been rough unless you just, that's why I'm saying maybe if you ran more specific place for a Grimes, maybe have it do it that way but i'm not sure if this uh i'm harping on brunson and hogging the ball as much today as like another day 
Um, but I'll say this Brunson had uh, this is his eight straight game scoring 25 points points or more, surpassing uh Will Clyde Frazier. I think he's number three in guards who's given you 25 points or more in consecutive games. Um, so shout out to Jalen Brunson who gives you 32 points. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Salute to the chat. Um, shout out to Block 53, Winston, my real fake cousin, Winston Ellis, Craig Ward. Shout out to Fritch. Shout out to Glamour Knicks and everybody else who's rocking with the show. If you want to call in, you already know what to do. Call that number 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. We are going to talk about some um some Knicks news that happened today and some kind of trade deadline stuff a little bit later. So it won't just be game stuff. So stay tuned for that as we talk about uh, some available players who might be available anyway at the trade deadline. Um, all right. So to me, there was a, a a bright side a little bit today. Today, and the smidge the bright side is that second unit who's been struggling so far this season. Um, had a spark led by Emmanuel quickly, who who's uh expanding his game a little bit he's starting to become a little bit more of a three level score hitting the threes even though he didn't hit well from three today able to go to the line um operate in the mid-range game but also incorporating a pull-up midi and a fadeaway midi into his game um like i said before the bench cut it to was it seven or six in the in the, in the fourth quarter and they did a great job. Um, I don't know. What do you have to say about the bench? I have more to say about it, but what do you think about the, the bench play today? Well, I mean, outside of quickly in Sims, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really see much from the bench, you know, quickly definitely helped out, especially in the fourth quarter. Cause he was part of the team. He was part of the um, lineup on the court that led the comeback, mm-hmm. you know, when the next, like you said, when the next cut it down to seven. So quickly was definitely effective off the bench, which, which I mean, it has been the case. And I think Sims was very effective off the bench as well. I think he provided great defense to today. I mean, tonight and the Knicks definitely needed that, especially with Mitch out. So those are the two main guys I thought that were, you know, highly effective off the bench, you know, Toppin, Hardesty, McBride. I mean, they didn't really give you much. I mean, McBride did have like, I think he had like one good offensive play that I saw from him. The alley um, to Sims, yeah. Toppin didn't really didn't really see much of him on the offensive end. Really, Hansi gave you four points. I mean, you know, I mean, it still highlights that we we still need bench help, you know. But you know, I do think quickly and Sims gave great minutes tonight off the bench. I just wish at a certain point that we we we. It's funny when McBride had the ball. During that little push, quickly we started to get hot. It looked like quickly really wanted the ball. This is the first time it looked like Miles waved off quickly. And I was a little bit proud of that moment. Even though myself, even though looking at it in the moment, I wanted to get quickly the ball too because he looked like he's feeling and he's hot. But I like the fact that he kind of didn't give him the ball, got a, a, a pick and roll going with Sims and was able to give him a lob. And it, and it kind of like clicked in my mind, like, oh, yeah, they did this all the time in G League. And then it's like, okay, well, you know what? Why don't we give McBride 
uh, a couple of touches that are familiar with him in G League play to unlock some of his stuff. You know what I'm saying? It, it kind of reminds me of um, the fundamental problem with some of the guys in the second unit is not all of them are used or played to their strength. Like I know McBride has his shortcomings. Um, he's not really the guy who's going to break you off the dribble, but pick and roll, giving him a pick and roll with a, a dive guy might work um, nine times out of 10. And it was kind of helpful that Sims was in there instead of Hartenstein. So we can see some familiarity and give him a lob that way. And the same can be said about Obi Toppin, who I keep telling you, over and over again, they use him. They try to use him like, you know, Sean Marion and not Amari Stoudemire. We, we should have been running pick and roll with Obi a long time ago, but I really, I really think we've only ran pick and roll with Obi, maybe a combination of six times the three years he's been here. And now it's his biggest asset coming out of college. So when people talk about how Obi is trash, uh, I kind of feel like, I mean, he's not being used the way he should be used correctly. He has the shortcomings, yes. He needs to uh, get better defensively, yes. He's gotten better a little bit, um, but his strength is really passing the short roll and being heavily involved in pick and roll sets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I agree with you with Obi being misused. I mean... We've been saying it for the longest now, and you know, it, and and it's unfortunate, but you know that's why I'm fully on board with trading Obi because I feel like Obi is not going to reach his potential here in New York, especially with Randall playing the way he's playing and the fact that he's not and, and the fact that he's being misused. And if the Knicks are going to misuse him, then it's like okay, then use him as a then use him as a possible trade piece, then to see if he can get something in return. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I feel like in the summer it's going to happen. I really, Obi, like for Obi's sake, he has to get out of here, dog. Like for Obi's sake, because it's just not going to happen over here. It just, it just is not, you know? Yeah, facts. CP the artist says Cam is being misused too. I mean, I mean, he's on the bench, so he's not really being used. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I don't know what Cam did. Listen, Cam has a reputation of not working hard and not being a guy who's a gym rat. And if you are tips and you value people who practice hard and he's not practicing hard, then that could be why he's not playing. I'm not saying that's what it is. It, I'm just saying, I don't know what's happening, but it could be really anything at this point, man. Cause that, that is, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that he, he it's not even crazy because he tried to save his job and he went to nine man rotation and work. Um, and Cam has had his shortcomings on the defensive end. But um, in certain instances, I think you would go back to your bench when um, the front, when the starting five isn't playing up to, to, to par and he hasn't done that. So it is what it is at this point. All right. Yeah. All right. Yo, salute. Salute to the chat, man. Salute to the chat. Thank you guys for rocking with us, man. People don't be coming over here when it's a loss. <laughs> they be like, ah, I'm going to bed. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Screw this. But it is what it is. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to Block 3, Alexander, um, a real fake cousin, Winston Ellis, CP the artist, 
Everybody else is rocking the show. Shout out to Entry. Says Salute J. Ellis. It's Joe from AC. Yo, what's going on, Joe from AC? He's been a minute, man. It's, it's, it's been a hot minute. All right. All right, yo. I'm, I'm listen. If you want to talk and you want to call and you already know what to do is call that number 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. If you want to call in and talk Knicks basketball. Um, but we can also move on because there's some Knicks news to talk about. Um, that's that's hit the Knicks streets. Um, and it has a lot to do with Cam Reddish. All right. So as you heard, you know, Cam Reddish has is, is been on the block. The Knicks traded Kevin Knox and a protected first for Cam Reddish. He was here. Hasn't worked out thus far. Had a flash when he started. I'm not going to quote Jay-Z. He had a flash when he started. And then he kind of fell off a little bit. Um, Tiz benched him permanently on the bench. And since then, when we saw Evan Fournier come off the bench before Cam, then you really start to know, okay, it's really over Cam. He is no way in hell. He's getting back into this rotation. The Knicks have been shopping him. Um, and it seems like they made a conservative effort to try to move him. They were looking for a first at first. We all knew that was going to happen because, you know, he was not getting playing time. And his season was, you know, so-so. 23% from three. Typically pretty good from closeout. Has some defeat, defensive moments. Um, but, you know, it's been up and down. So, but you know what? He's still a guy who has the potential because of the length. Um, so the Knicks at this point are asking for two second-round picks and not a first anymore. And they have been talked to you talking to a few teams uh i believe the Milwaukee bucks are one the lakers are another team but the dallas mavericks have also emerged as a team that are interested that is interested in cam reddish and ironically um the knicks are looking to get back tom thibodeau favorite Reggie Bullock. <laughs> so the trade would be Reggie Bullock for Cam Reddish. Um, now, Reggie Bullock is being mentioned, I'm pretty sure, because of salary matching purposes. Cam Reddish, I believe, makes around $9 million a year. Uh, Reggie Bullock makes around the same, so the salaries match. Um, also, Reggie Bullock... Uh, does not have a uh he he the, he will not be on the books past this season and of course he would get two second round picks from the Dallas Mavericks personally Ryan personally me I've said this before Reggie Bullock plays four quarters worth of defense and two quarters worth of offense um I am not interested in having Reggie Bullock take any minutes away from anybody on the bench I know he can probably help us defensively um, guard some of these guys, these these better wings. But long term, I don't know. I I, I just don't. I I don't think. Look, if they cut Reggie Book after we traded him, I wouldn't even care. Like straight up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the second round picks. Cool. Keep it pushing. Yeah. <laughs> like the the man, the man is not performing, even in Dallas. 
I was reading somewhere where Dallas, where Reggie Bullock bricks like an, an astronomical amount of wide open threes. So I know Luke was pulling his hair out and we already have enough of those problems here in Knicks Nation. If I want somebody broken, bricking threes, I'd rather it be Miles McBride and not Reggie Bullock. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Reggie Bullock hasn't really been productive for the Mavs this season. I mean, look at the stats, 33% from three-point range, which is low for him. 30%, 36% field goal percentage. And yeah, he's going to help us defensively off the bench. But like I said, right now, I think we need some more scoring pop off the bench. You know, somebody that's going to really come off the bench and get buckets. And I don't think Reggie Bullock really fits that. I mean, he's definitely going to give a wing help, which is something that the Knicks desperately need. But like I said, I don't think Reggie Bullock is the type of player that we should really be going for on the bench. I mean, his contract, you know, next year, he's only guaranteed half of half the money on his contract, fully guaranteed if he's still on the roster after June 28, 2023. But, I mean, it's a cheap option, but compared to the other options that's out there, I would rather the other options over Bullock. Yeah, he's, I don't care what magic he had with Randall. He did well for us defensively. He was the quarterback for us defensively for a long time. He's familiar with Tibbs. And also, low key, I feel like he left us too. It's not, I don't think the Knicks weren't interested in bringing him back. I think he just didn't want to be here. So it was just like, you know me, Ryan. You know me with players who don't want to be here. I'm like, if you don't want to be here, then kick rocks. I don't want you anyway. I don't want, like, I give love who gives me love type of situation. That's all, that's the way I always am. If you give me love, I'm going to give you love. But if you don't want me, man, kick rocks. That goes to KP. That goes to anybody who leaves here. Yeah, kick the hit the road jacket. Don't you come back no more. We can trade them and kick them out to the curb. I don't care. I do <laughs> not care. Don't care whatsoever. I'm gonna just bring home the point how much he's been really struggling. All right. Let's let's, let's just look at this. <laughs> I mean, 34% from three, I guess, is is okay, but uh, uh. that's yeah, a lot of blue. 35. Huh? That's a, that's a lot of blue. That's a, it's, it's a lot of blue. For those of you who don't know, we look at clean the glass here. Um, blue represents below average. Okay. The darker the blue, the suckier it is. All right. <laughs> and there's a lot of blue. Not like a super dark blue, but let's, okay. at the rim, 19th percentile. All right. Bruh. Not, not looking good. Long mid, 26th percentile, uh, corner th non-corner threes in the 16th percentile. Um, corner three, though, okay. A glimmer of hope, 40% from the corner three. Glimmer of hope. Okay. Uh, I guess that's something if you're looking for something to grasp on. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm just not interested, dog. I'm just not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, looking at those stats, like, yo, my man reverted back to his rookie season. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reverted back to his rookie season. Yeah. He got the rookie blues. You see all that in his rookie? Shoot. And he was finishing at the rim in his rookie season. I don't know what happened now, but that, that ship is sailed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You heard of some of these rumors, Ryan. Does anybody have your eye on? I mean, I mean, I think when I was looking through, I, at least the guys that we mentioned, I think the guys that I would most have my eye on is like Gary Trent Jr. He's mm -hmm. one of them. 
I believe Malik Beasley as well, because the, the, the good thing about Malik Beasley is that he could basically be a rental for this season. Mm-hmm. So if we if we get him through a trade, you have a club option to keep him or not next season. So you can release him if you feel like, you know, you you don't want to keep him for the extra season. So that would that would wipe some salary off the books. And Beasley's been. Uh oh. Ryan G, are are you gone? I feel like my man Ryan G's internet has failed you. I hope not. But it looks like that might be the case. Well, I'll just take it from here. <laughs> Shout out to my guy Ryan G's internet. He's right now caught in the matrix somewhere in Zoom. Um, Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley is an interesting case because Malik Beasley is a gunner. All right. You see this 8.6 three point attempts a game gives you three three of May three pointers a game at the rate shooting 35% from three, which to me isn't super special. Um, it's kind of a down year for him. I think he shot 37% from three to uh, the season before right now. He's shooting 39% from the field as well, which also isn't good, but like like Ryan G said, he's a player that is his expiring contract. So even though he'll be on the books this season, um, there's a team option for Beasley the next season in 2023-2024. Um, and he's only like he only costs around 15 million to move. So who knows? Maybe you can give them Cam. Uh, Cam, my, I think Cam's nine million. I think that's in the neighborhood for a trade that can work for both teams. Maybe he give Cam, Cam in a second or something, um, to make salaries work for Beasley. And I don't really care about second round picks. We have a a, a a plethora of second round picks, um, to give. So I'm not really worried about second round picks. But, but the thing for me though, when I'm looking at Beasley, yes, he can shoot threes. Okay. Um, yes, he can kind of play make a little bit, not his strongest suit, but he can be, do some secondary playmaking on fast breaks and things of that nature. But why I think I will stay away from Beasley, not I think I will stay away from Beasley is really the defense. Cause when you're looking at the defense, like we already have a three point guy who plays no defense on the bench. His name is Evan Fournier. If you're going to, if you're so, if we're going to trade for a, another, like a 6'4 wing who can't play defense um, already, like to me, that doesn't really make sense. Whoever we trade, whoever we make a move for, if we're going to make a move for, in my eyes, can't be an expensive move one because we still need to kind of hoard some assets for bigger trades in the future. And two, they're going to have to give us something different that we don't already have on this bench. And we already have a guy who gives you threes and doesn't play defense. So I would definitely pass myself. I would pass on the Beasley uh, trade. Um, But he mentioned Beasley because of of Ian Begley. Ian Begley 
mentioned that the Knicks were looking into Beasley um, a year before. You know what I mean? So it's a possibility that the Knicks could keep their eye on Beasley again, um, considering that we do need some wing scoring help. All right. Um, but yeah, I don't know about Beasley. I'm a little bit shaky on him. Um, hi, here we go. My guy, Ryan G's back in the building. All right. Shout out to Ryan G. Um, I can't get to who else Ryan, Ryan mentioned. Hmm. Excuse me. Hey, Ryan, are you back? Yeah, my computer just, I don't know, malfunctioned. Okay. Well, I, I'll update you on what I just said. I said I was go, I would pass personally on him because we already have a guy on the bench who can shoot threes and doesn't play defense, and his name is Evan Fournier. Okay, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't hear you. I mean, you understand that. I mean, I'm looking for... You know who who can provide pop off the bench, right? You know more so, and like I said, like out of out of everybody, Gary Trent Jr. would be my first target because I feel like he would definitely be that guy where you know he would provide the defense and he would provide the shooting. You know, uh, Malik Beasley would be more like a backup option, like as if okay, if you don't get Gary Trent Jr., you know who else can you get on a cheap where? He can definitely help your bench score some baskets, and he's definitely one of those players. And the Eric Gordon one, like I said, was kind of interesting because, like, he's his contract is guaranteed for this season, and then next season it's a non-guaranteed contract. He's only fully guaranteed if he makes the All-Star team or he plays 500 minutes or something like or something along those lines. Or Houston wins a championship. And that's according to what I'm reading from Woj and Bobby Marks. So he has like one of those unique type of contracts where, you know, maybe the Knicks can easily like just use him as like a, you know, a piece for this season and, you know, probably offload him next season. You But like at the end of the day, like I, when I look at all the guys, like Gary Trent Jr. would be my number one target. If I don't get Gary Trent Jr., then I would, then I would look at the other guys. I agree with you. And the, the thing, the, the thing with Gary, what makes Gary complicated is trading price and asking price that's what makes it complicated um and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more in depth about it gary trent starter in his league averaging 18.5 points a game um season high 35 points launches him you know seven seven point one uh threes a game shoots 43 percent from the field 36 percent from three and always like this, always like Gary train. Me and you liked him um, before he was with the Raptors. I think he was on the Blazers or whatever. And we wanted him on the team. Um, the thing with Gary, well, the Raptors, were you following the Raptors? The most, what they saying is the most likely to be traded off that Raptors team is Gary Trent Jr. That's what I, I I read today, but here's the thing. Um, what what he's gonna cross? We already know aside. He's gonna want first. We already know what our deal is. We're hoarding first. 
to make a move for a star. So do if you're trying to hoard first to make move for a star, do you abandon ship and move that for uh, a guy like Gary Trent instead? Um, I'm not sure if the Knicks are willing to do that unless they're saying, you know what, we'll move a protected first, like the Milwaukee pick, which I'm still not sure they, they're willing to do that or not. Um, secondly, Gary Trent is going to opt out. He's making 18.5 million, right? So maybe you, you, you give them Evan Fournier, who's expiring in the first, but after that, um, he's going, he's looking for 25 million next season. So are you going to give 25 million to Gary Trent Jr. next season, knowing you have to resign quickly and, and. And I guess at that point, Gary Trent Jr. is starting and you have Grimes coming off the bench. I said, that's, that's my belief at, in that situation. Would you think I'm correct? Um, I think with Gary Trent Jr., um, Toronto's that I think, especially with the GM that they have, Masai Jerry, like, I feel like Toronto's going to ask a lot for Gary Trent Jr. And, it's just a matter of, okay, like, are we willing to take this risk where we know that he's going to opt out of his contract at the end of the season? And, and there might be a chance that we give up assets and he does not resign with us, you know? And that's the one thing that really concerns me about the Gary Trent Jr. trade, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's why I kind of look at the other options because I'm like, yeah, well, if, you know, if this is the case with Gary Trent Jr., then, you know, maybe we need to look at other options and see if there's anybody out there, anybody else that can really help us out off the bench with the scoring. But I think, I, I don't I don't know if it's possible, but there would have to be like some type of like, even though I don't, I don't even think you can do this, but there has to be like some type of guarantee where like you speak to like Trent's agent and wonder if like, if you know, will you like, will you resign with us before you even make that trade? Right. You know? Yeah. Because you're definitely going to be giving up assets to get him. So, and the thing is, and, and then the other dilemma I have with bringing Gary Trent Jr. is, okay, is he going to be a player that's willing to come off the bench? No. Cause he's starting Toronto, <laughs> you know? And, I like the Knicks starting unit as it is. Like, I really don't want to mess that up unless, like, for example, a big name comes in and it's like, okay, then, you know, definitely, things are definitely going to have to change. You know, I would rather bring in somebody off the bench, you know, I, you know, to come to the team. So that's the thing, too. Like, if he does come to the team, what are you going to do with the lineup? Are you going to move Grimes back to the bench? Or are you going to have Gary Trent Jr. come off the bench. And if he, and if you're going to, and if you're going to do that, is he going to be okay coming off the bench? Exactly. So that's another, that's another dilemma as well. So. Yeah. If you're paying him more for $20 million, you're not going to put him on the bench like that's, You know, you're not going to have another Fournier type of situation. You know what I mean? So that's why, like, I love Gary Trent Jr. personally, and I want him on his team, but I definitely want to keep Grimes in that starling unit and kind of grow him, groom him, have him give have the opportunity to get more touches within the flow of the offense, have him be, you know, uh be more creative with Tibbs or or whatever coach afterwards, and have just a solid guy off the bench. So I agree with you. As much as I love Gary Trent 
in my in fantasy world, like in reality, I can't really see it come to fruition. Uh, yes, Dan, we are taking calls. Um, and with the Eric Gordon thing, I can kind of see it more with Eric Gordon if we bring him here because, you know, I don't think he's going to cry about coming off the bench. But, you know, that would be a one-year rental. I don't know what Eric, what that would look like next season. And in that situation, it's very specific. It's like, it's so we can be trading Evan Fournier for Eric Gordon because they Eric Gordon makes, what, $18 million a year, um, and he's expiring. Evan Fournier is $19 million a year, um, right? But, um... At the same time, we probably give up Cam Reddish too, um, but the and but the only reason we would do that trade is they don't want it first. And I feel like they're gonna try to get it first for Eric Gordon. I'm not interested in giving a first up for a rental. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that is a, it. It doesn't make sense. So even though the way he plays, the way Eric Gordon shoots threes, the way he can kind of solidify our bench, uh, the way he's a vet. And he and he becomes coming off the bench. All those reasons it makes sense to to bring him here. But long term, you're not going to give up a first to have him come off the bench. That's that's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, like so, like the options I've come up with. I mean, we talked about Alex Caruso from the the Bulls. The Bulls. We don't know if they're gonna blow it up or keep it moving or whatever. Um, they're still in 10th place right now. I didn't make a graphic with Alex Caruso. He's another tips guy, 3 and D guy. Um, there was rumors about the Knicks moving on from Derrick Rose. And maybe is a world we move Derrick Rose in some seconds for Caruso. I'm not sure if the Bulls would like that or not, depending how they see the season going. Um, but that that I might be okay with that. This season, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll be okay with it too. Yeah, most definitely. And I think something else that we got to keep an eye out for, even though I don't think either player is gonna move before the trade deadline. But yeah, recently Zach Levine and Bradley Beal, their teams dropped their no trade clause, which means those mm. players will probably be available, even though I don't think they'll. I don't think either player will leave before the trade deadline, but I think it's something to keep an eye on. Both of those type of players, especially Bradley Bill is a guy who I really I wanted a few years ago. Still dynamic guy. But for the price, like he just signed a five-year deal, though. Like, come on, son. Yeah, I know dude. his his contract is crazy. His contract is crazy, though. <laughs> I know we were talking about we were talking about um Dak Levine, but Bradley Bill. He's his injury history is crazy. All right, like that is too risky for my blood to take on Bradley Bill as much as I like him as a player. And I still feel like, you know, RJ has no trade clause, so he can't be traded. So whatever happens, if we make a move for Bradley Bill or Zach Levine, RJ won't be involved. And I still feel like having a bunch of I need the ball guys in the first unit is a horrible idea. You need somebody who's going to defer. So I don't, I don't really like that. I'm not, I'm not really feeling that for real. Um, at this point, 
Um, yeah, I'm not really on the Bradley Beal train either. I'm just saying that, you know, those both those guys, the teams dropped their no trade clause. So I was like, you know, there might be a high probability that, mo- that both players will be pl- will be moved. You know, I don't think it's going to be before the trade deadline, but probably this summer. Possibly. Uh, that is something to keep an eye on, though. And you already know the Knicks have a love affair with, with, with Zach Levine. My, I'm, I'm still holding out hope that RJ develops uh, his entire game. Three. He's been shooting, what, 38% from three and 45% from the field and averaging 21 points per game these last 22 games not counting the game that happens a day. Um, so he's been on the uptick since the Dallas game. So I'm I'm keeping up hope that RJ Barrett can continue to develop and take steps to grow and uh, get some post position going, get some go-to moves in the lower, in that mid area and start to expand his passing game. Um, like I know he can. Um, I do have a suggestion. It might not be the super popular suggestion, but when I'm looking at what's available, what could possibly happen, what the asking price might be, um, it's the one that makes the most sense in my head, maybe, or it might be two, uh, or maybe a couple, who knows? But one of them is, is freaking, um, Gary Harris, Gary Harris injury, extensive injury history. But when he plays, he plays well. Three and D guy, 28 years old, shooting 38% from the three-point line, 45% from three. Um, competes defensively. Competes defensively. He's one of those guys where he can get beat and he's gonna hustle back into the play and and poke the ball away. Um, he can also go he can go the hole a little bit. Um and you know he, he he had some highs. It's just that injuries have kind of hit him hard. And when you're looking at his contract, he fits the mold of guys who are ex, are on expiring deals. You know, um, let me see if I can look it up real quick. Malik B. Unless you can find, I can't find, I can't seem to find it at this moment. Gary has, so here we go. $13 million made this year and he has a team option next season. So only cost 13 mil. I can see a cam, uh, a cam and maybe a, a second or two, uh, for Gary, if they decided to blow it up, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hopeful. What do you think about a uh, Gary Harris move? I mean, he's a solid player. Um, you know, back when I think he used to play for what was his team before the Magic? I want to say I can't recall at the moment, but the Nuggets. It probably is the Nuggets. Yeah, he played with Jamal Murray and those dudes. Yeah, but what? Yeah, during his Nuggets days, I definitely did like his game, and I do think he's a solid player, and he would provide that bench help that the Knicks need. And I just wanted to address like comments right now, sure. like. Yeah, Kenny Bowens. Like, yeah, we know the Knicks need a wing, but these are players that just came out recently in rumors that are available. If a wing came out, if if, if the rumors said that wing was available, we'd be talking about a wing, but these are the players that are available right now, according to rumors. So we're talking about those players. But, um, yeah, I think he would be, you know, somebody solid you could bring off the bench. He's going to actually give you valuable minutes. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, we do need longer wings. Like, it's just... 
those are really hard to come by man they're just like which is what makes the cam thing frustrating <laughs> they're just really hard to come by um the raptors at this point they're not really looking to move og uh, I, I read their asking price for og is in the jante murray realm so they would want two unprotected first for him and they probably want some some salary filler so like I mean, it makes sense, but I would love OG, who would be a guy who would be a defensive wing for us better than anything we have and longer. But the asking price, dog, is woof. Woof, woof, woof. Like, it, it kind of it shackles us to make another move, so it, it's, it's kind of rough. It's kind of rough. And they don't have to move him. Um, and, and to be honest with you, there's a player on the Magic there's a couple of players on a magic that I still have my eye on. I'm not going to hold you. One of them. I still have my eye on Mo Bamba, man. I still have my eye on Mo, on Mo Bamba, Ryan. <laughs> As a three, a backup three center. I know they're shopping him. Um, They have a lot of big wings, center power forward guys. And I feel like he's not going to get the minutes and playing time. And we, I still feel like we need a backup sensor who can shoot threes. I would definitely, I would like to, to I would love to make a flyer on him. Um, also, Jonathan Isaac, if, if there was a way for the Knicks to pry John, Jonathan Isaac away from the Magic, I would love that. Like that guy is 6'10, seven foot wingspan, had a gruesome injury years ago on the magic so he hasn't played in the last few seasons and i can see him he's like so he's very mobile so i can see him being power forward and just being that annoying wing player defensively too you know what i mean mm -hmm. and he just played his first game in a long time in the g league and i think he had what 15 i think he had like 15 points five rebounds some deflections and something so this is a guy He's like a buy a, a buy low guy. I'm not sure even sure if he's available, but I'm just looking at the way the Magic are built and how many long wing guys they have and how many minutes they have. And I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe we can pry one that they don't need. Just like how teams might be looking at Ob topping for us, going, you know, Randall's taking all the minutes. He's there's not a lot of time for him to develop. I could see a team being open to trying to pry Ob. Um, so I'm hoping we can do that for um from an uh do that to another team. Yeah, um, well, I, I want to lead off by saying this. There's a number of players on Toronto that I that I wish the Knicks can just pry away from them. Just take one of those wings and put them on the Knicks. But I already know Toronto's asking price for a lot of those guys is gonna be way too high. So yeah. you, you don't even want to look in that direction, but I do think with, with the Magic, Mo Bamba for me is pretty much dead. You know, I'm over Mo Bamba right now. I think I would much rather take my chance with Jonathan Isaac, you know, mm -hmm. hoping that, you know, the injuries that he overcome, I'm, I'm going to be hoping that, you know, he's overcoming from, you know, for real. And I would definitely take my chances on him, you know, because he was a pretty, you know, solid player before he went down with the injury. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of potential there. So I would definitely take my chance with Jonathan Isaac if, he does become available. Absolutely. If he if he does become available, I don't know. I would try. I would try my hardest, man. I'd try my dandest. <laughs>
Salute to the chat. That is saying for 929, Kenny Bowens, um, Paul Butler uh, says Knicks are too small and nine athletic. I agree with you, man. I agree. We need some hard, some long wings. It's hard to come by. Shout out to everybody that's rocking with the show. I know we have two callers on the line. First caller up is my guy, Jason M. What's going on, Jason? Jason, you there? I think he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he probably like, yo, man, these dudes taking too long. They, they take it too long. Y'all need to go to bed, man. I want to get work in the morning. The hell? Oh, there you go. What's going on, Jason? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear? Can you hear us? Yeah, I just I didn't, I thought you guys couldn't hear me before, right? Yeah, no, I couldn't hear you before. Not hear you now. So I was going to say that, you know, with this loss and looking at the way the schedule is, you know, I, I would be happy if we just get to the all-star break at 500 because it's a brutal schedule. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've seen it. <laughs> I actually, I'm glad you guys are talking about trade because there's not really much to talk about with the actual game. Absolutely so not. Yeah. <laughs> I think a couple of things. One, I think we all love Cruz, so I, just, I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think the Bulls are trading him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Malik Beasley. I think a lot of fans, like, look at his stats, and they're very similar to Evan Fournier's stats before he got to the Knicks. Yeah. I think he's just the same as a player. He's a good three-point shooter. He's not a good defense. He's a terrible defensive player. He's not good inside the rim. You know, I just, I think a lot of fans, like, if we're good for that, we just play Fournier. I said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, I actually really think the Knicks are going to, I think we're going to, and I think it's going to happen soon, like, Possibly in the next couple of days. I think they're going to trade for Reggie Bullock. Um, you know, I think he doesn't really fit like in terms of like the bench spark club, but he does fit in terms of a bigger defender. He is a wing because people keep saying we need wings. He can and Tibbs loves bringing his guys back. Like he kept bringing Taj and Rose back with him. Also, I know that you guys are looking at the numbers and saying how he's bad this year, but like. He's not a young player. Like he had, it's his tenth year in the NBA. Like I trust, he shot thirty eight percent for ten years. Like I trust that his shooting is, is real, and like he just was having a bad run. I don't think he's going to be like that's the way he's going to be for the rest of his career. Like a thirty three percent three point shooter now. I feel, I understand, I get it. He's very much a, not, a better I like player. It. I, I'm I, just saying, I think they're going to do it, and I'm okay with it. I actually, I don't, I like. I like the idea of Eric Gordon trade, and what I would say about that is, I know you are saying that they want a first. They're not going to get a first, so either they're going to—I don't think any team's giving them a first, Eric Gordon. So either they're going to keep Eric Gordon and not trade him, or they're going to have to trade him for lower than a first because no, nobody's giving up a first for a 34-year-old who's an inspiring contract, making 19 million dollars, and he's, he's a decent player, but he's not great. Like, yeah. Listen. So yeah, that, I mean, I would I would be happy with Gordon. I'd be okay with Bullock. I'm not saying I'd be happy with it. I'd be fine with it. You know, I would love Caruso. There's other players, but I don't I don't know if those, like, there's a whole bunch of other players. I don't know if any of these other guys are going to be traded, so there's no point in even bringing them up. I hear you. I, I yeah. hear you. We, we, we just bring up players because, like, Ian mentioned them. They've been going around in Nick streets, and uh, and we're just kind of, like, kind of hypothesizing. We're just going off rumors right now and talking about those. But like you said, there's other players. This player, because people are talking about they're still too short. We know, we know, we know. But it's like, what's available on the market? We can't trade for 
players that aren't available. <laughs> just, just exactly. what it is. <laughs> just is exactly. it. And I agree with everything you said about Gary Trent Jr. Like, on and if you're just looking at it from like pure basketball sense, it is great. But then it's like, you know, does he want to be here? Is he going to want to expand? Is he going to be okay with his role? Right. Is he better at the fighting? Grimes is. There's a whole bunch of question marks. And then the other thing is, I'm pretty sure he's a clutch. So like, you're not expecting it to be a rosy relationship with the next. So. You pretty sure? What's the last thing you said? Yeah. I said I'm pretty sure he's just clutch. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you know, clutch and, and Leon Rose, they're not. They don't necessarily get along. So Got it's you. not like I don't think you could trust. Like, oh, it's not like like for instance, I don't. I mean, we're not going to extend Eric Gordon, but Eric Gordon to CAA. If right. he was with CAA, then you could trust that they would work something out. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I mean, all that, that all makes sense. Listen, if Eric, if the if the price for Eric Gordon goes to second round picks, then sign me up because we got we got second round picks like like the sea has fish. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> like we, I don't really care about second round picks. So you can give him three if I don't know. If I, I mean, like here. second round picks. Maybe we throw in local your providers. You know? Yeah. Oh, we got we to play with that or not first round pick. You know? That's true. We got that. We got Zvi. We got we we got we got we got, we got things to move. We we got things that we can move. So. I'm with it. I'm hoping you're right that that price drops. And yesterday's price I mean, is not today's price means the price is going down in this instance. All right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, as people say with Cam Reddish, like when the Knicks wanted the first, they said if, if, if teams were going to give a first, then Cam Reddish would have been traded already. The same thing with Eric Gordon. If teams were going to give a first, then he wouldn't be on the Rockets right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Yo, yo, thanks for calling. Oh, you got something else to say? No, that's all I got. Thanks for taking my call. All right, got you, got you. All right. So, so I like Glam and Nix was like, I seen I seen Bullock up close and personal in Dallas. Hell no, I don't want no Bullock. <laughs> oh man. Uh but Sus in the chat, there's no real games. It's not really my much about, so we decided to talk about trade rumors to make things interesting. So salute to the chat. Everybody's rocking with the show. Um, if you like the show so far, hit the like and subscribe button. We're here after every game talking Knicks basketball and Knicks news. And uh, we're definitely going to have to clip this up because um, I feel I, I feel like more people will watch about the trade breakdown than the actual game breakdown. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one likes to watch losses. All right. Nice. Next caller up is my man Stan. Hey, how you guys doing? I can't complain, Stan. Can't good. complain. How you doing, man? Lousy. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, lousy. Which is why I call you guys. I call you guys whenever I'm miserable. You know that. Oh, uh, but we. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I can see it beating right now. It's wrecking the shirt. Anyway, <laughs> we need some. We need some. Uh, we need some long wings, but we need uh, some spicy wings. You know some some dogs, and yeah. I don't I don't see I don't see that you have them available to us in a trade. Yeah. However, however, if you're patient, like all Knicks fans are, ha! <laughs> I'm sorry, I just cracked myself up. Um, um, you you do have them in a draft, and whatever. Whatever you have to do. How many first-round picks do we have? We've got four, right? Theoretically. 
protected, unprotected. Look, I don't care if you're having sex when you're having the draft, but um, <laughs> whatever they are. But um, yeah. I would. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, obviously, I would look at Cam Whitmore from Villanova. Okay. You got you guys done laughing? You, you guys done? I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Go ahead. We straight. Okay. And the son of my high school center, who I have worked out, he's Duke's starting center, Kyle Filipowski. What do you need a center for? Uh, yeah, what do you need a center for? Because you've got three. I know you have three. But you don't have three inside-outside players that can shoot 80% from the free-throw line yeah. that Duke runs their offense through um, and can take you. I've, I've seen the guy worked out. It's, his father is 6'6". Six, six. His um, mother is 6'4". She was an elite college player, mm. made it to the elite eight. Um, I mean, I, I, I know the kid. Kid's smart. His brothers in Harvard. They're twins. Right. I mean, basketball IQ like you wouldn't wouldn't believe. In fact, I was just uh, on the phone. Mess. This guy lives ten minutes from me. Okay. I was uh, just on the uh, messenger with his father. The man knows basketball. You say goodbye to Hartenstein. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm packing his okay. bags. And, and you will, and you can get Kyle Filipowski. Think, think, Mini Porzingis. Think, um, or Young Porzingis. He's seven foot. Two years ago, he was six nine. This guy may grow. Um, just look. I know you guys are saying we don't need. Yeah, I know. Uh, Jason M saying Cam Whitmore going top ten. That hurts. But Jason M's right. He is probably going, uh, unless you trade up. Unless you trade up. Yeah. For Whitmore. Okay, but, you know, in the center department, you have three centers, none of which are complete. I work with Mitch to get him to at least to the, into that low post game. Mm-hmm. And and then I tell Hartenstein to, to you know, thank you, but goodbye. Um, and we work with Jericho Sims on his shooting and to be a backup four. And here's an interesting thing about Filipowski. He can play for. So you've got a really nice rotation there. I, and I, if you don't believe me, you know, take a look at take a look at some of the videos. I'm, I'm gonna take a look. I haven't been on the on the draft. I've been thinking about doing like a, a draft uh, or uh, like a draft primer show. I've been thinking about that. My usually draft my my usual draft guy. He's like famous now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I have to. I have Stop to apologize it. to you in public. Um, not you personally, but I, I said that uh, Lee hates, and Lee just just gets angry. We just disagree, and <laughs> I don't. I don't call the guy a hater. It just seemed at the time that Lee's total solution was to shoot Julius and uh, and Tibbs at the same time. I mean, <laughs> you know, just put him up against the wall. <laughs> not completely wrong. All right. <laughs> okay, so maybe it's with me, a, maybe it's with a water pistol. <laughs> maybe it's with a water pistol, and we we wanted to initiate a wet T-shirt contest with the two of them. I frankly, uh, uh, whatever you like, I I just I just can't see I, I can't see a bald guy in a wet T-shirt contest. I, I, I and on I, that and on that note, I'm just going to leave you guys alone.
<laughs> so, All right. Have a great day. All right. You too. All right, man. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think uh, it's not Lee's first time being called a hater. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, not his first man. time being called a hater. Yeah, but I'm definitely going to check out more of Duke's games. I usually watch college basketball more towards March Madness. That's right. when I really start getting into it and really start seeing these players and seeing what they can provide. So I'll be looking at those Duke games, looking at Filipowski and see what he, you know, see, you know, what he can provide on the court. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Jason says, I call Lee here all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's my guy, though. Love my hate. I'll disagree with him all day, but Lee's my guy. All right. Shout out to my guy, Lee. All right. Um, salute to the chat. Yo, there's one person we didn't talk about, which is Jay Crowder. I'm hmm. wondering what's going to happen with him. You know, he he, he does, he's not making that much. I could see, I could see a Cam and Crowder and maybe a, a couple of second swap or something, or maybe even a second swap. Um, for Jay Crowder deal. Jake, but Crowder hasn't played for a while. Definitely known as a three and D guy. Uh shot 34% the last time he played. Only thing is he hasn't played basketball in a long time. So you wonder about that. But when you talk about guys, when Stan mentioned guys who do the dirty work, the mean guys, the mucky guys, I was like, oh yeah, we need to talk about Jay Crowder. <laughs> Like that's a guy. I mean, he is short. He can play some power forward, play some wing, but he's he's a little bit stronger and can hold his own. Um, I don't know. What do you think about the Jay Crowder move? If we were to make one, well, I'll say this: um, Jay Crowder would. I think he definitely would be a player that the Knicks get could get on the cheap, and he would definitely be a rental. So that's the positive thing about Jay Crowder. You know, he just, he's a guy that you could probably bring in. Mm-hmm. You can, you can, he's not going to have an issue coming off the bench. He's going to provide good bench minutes. You know, he can shoot the three. You know, he's tough. And I think, and I do think the Knicks need more of those tough guys on the team. So he definitely fills that role as well. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. He was having a problem coming off the bench in Phoenix, though. So I wonder if that would be an issue. Because oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. My fault. Yeah, he did have a problem coming off the bench in Phoenix. So I don't know if that's going to be different because. Of the guys we have here, my I don't I don't know if you'll feel differently, but that could be a uh, that could be an issue. But keep going, keep going. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let me rephrase. If he does not have an issue coming off the bench, which mm-hmm. you know, like you said, he did have an issue in Phoenix. I forgot about that. My fault. So yeah. Oh, good. So so that's going to be an issue right there. But if he does not have an issue, he would be a cheap option. He would give you good bench minutes. He would give you that toughness, which I think the Knicks lack at times. They do need somebody that's going to, like, really, you know, get dirty with other players. And, you know, and, like, for example, that Scotty Barnes incident where he was talking trash. Connected right now. (laughs) You know, like, if we had a guy like Crowder on the court or somebody like that, you know, who could get up at Scotty Barnes' face and let him know it's good. I mean, that would have definitely helped in that situation. Nick's doing somebody like that on the squad. He's like, oh, oh, him? You you called my name. I am him. You called? What's what's talk? What's chat, Mr. I'm not, you not him. I'm going to show you what him do. All right. (laughs) So I think those are the positive that he would be cheap. He definitely would be a rental. He he wouldn't play on the Knicks past this season. And he would definitely provide good minutes off the bench. 
you know, provide toughness, provide three-point shooting. The only bad thing is, like you said, is he going to have an issue coming off the bench? That's the only thing that you really have to worry about with bringing in Jay Crowder. Okay. That's Jason M. He says Jay wanted a contract extension similar to Steve Adams um, and Larry Nance got before the season started. Mm. Wait, how much was he? How much? How much did Larry Nance get? And I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't know if you can command that anymore. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure how much leverage he has to uh, talk about contracts right now. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like, he would have to prove it. Like, yeah. if a team go after him, he has to prove that he's worth that contract. Right. Right, for sure, for sure. I'm trying to look up Larry Nance's contract to see what what number they're looking at for real. Didn't Larry Nance just sign a contract? No, actually, he's on the last year of his contract, actually. he His contract is four years, $44.8 million. Okay. He's on the so last it's like year. roughly like, uh, it's roughly like $11 million a year. Or roughly $11 million. That's not super bad. With the cat going up. It's really just about we still have freaking Emmanuel quickly here. You know what I mean? That's really what it is. We're like we still I still want to keep quick. And after this it's 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 about finding money. It's that and it's Hartenstein too. Like what if we if we end up just like moving Hartenstein for him, then maybe we could do that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it'll work that way. All right, yeah. All right, I could do. I could see eleven million. I could see eleven. Move hard, sign him. I could see that. A couple of years. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. He did. He did. Ink. Yeah. He did ink a two-year extension. But even his two-year extension is not bad. It's two-year, twenty-one point six million. So I mean, he's basically still earning like that ten, eleven million range. You right. know, even with the extension. Right. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. Makes sense. I really can't think of anybody else who's on the radar for the Knicks right now. Anybody else is in the rumors. I feel like we talked about everybody I can think of. All right. Yeah, I think we covered everybody too. <laughs> All right. But salute to the chat. This is a good place to end the show. But shout out if you like the show, hit the like and the subscribe button. We're here after every game talking Knicks basketball, Knicks news, and Knicks rumors. Shout out to everybody. All right. And all the late stragglers too. Um, and also, if you like the show, hit the like and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You're trying to get the 10K. All right. All right. Uh, shout out to Craig. I don't see you in here. It says IQ doesn't play with pace. You have a point guard and a shooting guard who thinks he's Steph pulling up from the logo. Yo, you know what's funny? IQ hasn't pulled, hasn't shot from the logo all season. And they were encouraging him to do that the last few years. But he hasn't done that all season. I think he's only done it like twice. So I, I just I'm starting to wonder if he's just trying to work on the rest of his game and then start to implement that again, or if they told him to stop or what. I was really curious about that. Yeah, I mean, quickly's actually taking reasonable threes this season. Yeah, <laughs> and I know I'm not I'm uh, I don't have a popular opinion, but I actually like the threat of him shooting a, a couple of those. Just to keep people honest, a la Trey Young. I kind of just feel like when you're like a smaller guard, 
you got to be able to like do stuff like that to keep people on their damn heels. All right. <laughs> but um, that is our show. That is our show. Um, Ryan G, let them know, man. Let them know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram. My Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right. Thank you, my guy, Ryan G. Get those snapbacks, black and white, blue and orange, at thenakedtimeshow.com. All you got to do is go to thenakedtimeshow.com and hit the button that says catalog. You're going to see all the merch. I need to actually update the website. This is what happens when you see this. Is, this, is, this is why I need like just a load of money because I, 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 I got too much going on. I need to just hire somebody to update the website. <laughs> so when you go on the page, the snapback is right there front and center because even if you go there now you'll see like a Knox t-shirt on the right side which is an old t-shirt that has to be updated you know what i mean but if you even click that you'll go you'll you'll go to the it'll take you directly to the store and you'll see all the merch but shout out um but uh yeah you can go over here to the nicktownshow.com if you want to get the merch or read some of our blogs okay um, also, follow us on the KLT Show on Twitter, the Nick Tom Show on Facebook and Instagram as well. All right. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere you can listen to podcasts, listen to the KLT Show. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Good show, Ryan. Hope yes, you guys sir. enjoyed the show. And yeah, and also shout out to FubuTV.com if you want to watch Knicks free for seven days on MSG. Go to FubuTV.com slash KOT and you'll get that Knicks basketball for free. If you decide to purchase it, you get a little bit of cut. You get to watch the Knicks and other cable channels and there's no subscription. So shout out to FubuTV for working with us. All right, cool. That is our show. Thank you guys for watching. And as always, shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That's our show. We out of here. Peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 <la